everyone. This is Rakai Lennon, Editor-in-Chief of The Bell Ringer. Welcome to another episode of Chiming In, a production of Bell Ringer Phoenix Media. Today I'm joined by Shamika Middleton. Middleton is a career consultant at Augusta University's Career Services Office and Sharn Varicella. He's the Assistant Director. They're here to share some information with us today about the Jaguar Job Fair for 2024, which is just a few weeks away. In case you didn't know, the Jaguar Job Fair is an annual event Augusta University organizes for students and alumni to connect with employers for hiring and career opportunities. We'll discuss how students can prepare for the job fair, tips for having professional resumes and elevator pitches, and how students can take advantage of career building opportunities while in college. So thank you, Shamika and Sharn, for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So first, what is the Jaguar Job Fair? So this is an annual event that uh, we've held for decades, um, even before our boss who's been uh, with the university for 30 years. But basically it's for our students, our undergrad and our graduate students. We have um, employers from around the state, um, full-time, part-time employment. Um, Employers are just offering internships or co-ops, even seasonal hiring. And it's geared to all of the 10 colleges that comprise Augusta University. Um, This year's event, normally it's in the end of February. This year is the end of March, uh, Friday, March 22nd. And we have it at a a common location, and it's in Chris and Barry Fieldhouse. And we always have it during the – so there's plenty of parking available for everybody. And we always have it during the day from 11 to 2. It's a great opportunity for our students. Again, they don't have to uh, be seniors looking for employment. This is geared to all levels, from freshmen to seniors, uh, to our graduate students um, outside of um, MD, DMD, and um, PT. Pretty much all the other um, employees there are catered to undergraduate and graduate students. Okay. And that's really great that it's on campus and it's at a time where students you know, usually don't have too many classes on Fridays. Right. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty convenient time and location as well. Yes. And I wanted to add, in addition to that, we will have some graduate school programs there as well. So, you know, some um, students are interested in those programs. So we'll have representatives there who can give additional information on their admissions process and talk about their programs, too. And that's great because not everyone goes straight into the workforce. Mm -hmm. Some students decide that they want to try graduate school. Mm -hmm. So I know you talked about that this is an event for students of all kinds. So who um, can really benefit from this event? Um, who can benefit from it is uh, not just the students, but also the employers in the area. Um, last year we had almost 90 employers. We had, I think it was 85 or six employers from around the CSRA. So it's not just um, benefiting our students. And students are number one, our number one focus, obviously. But it's also um, benefiting our employers in the area and our partners in the area. Um, they count on this. Mm-hmm. Um, they count on um, recruitment, and we're giving them good recruiting um, by giving them students that are prepared. And that's what um, Shamika and I will talk about later is the, the different career workshops that we have leading up to the job fair mm-hmm. to really help our students be more polished and prepared uh, for this event. Right, and I can imagine it's – a ton of work that goes into preparing for an event like this. It's a team effort for sure. And that also wants me or leads me to ask, how was last year? I know that was last year the first time they had it back in person since the pandemic or was that the year before? I think, uh, I think you're right for last year. Um, And it was, uh, 
it was one of the biggest um our our um boss Julie Gola said we've had in a long time and again 80, 86 87 employers hundreds of students um like you said we always have it on a Friday and we always have it not too early so we always have it 11 to 2 um students can come during their lunchtime uh it's great for employers too that time but it was really well attended it was uh I think beyond our expectations that's frankly. awesome so can you talk, I know you mentioned that there's about 86 employers, so can you talk a little bit more about the range of employers? You know, are there mainly local, are there people who are coming from out of state? Um, so can you talk about the amount of employers and who they consist of? Yeah, not just the CSRA, but also in the entire state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And every everywhere from the Georgia Department of Health um, has offices of state to employers um, from the Atlanta region, uh, whether it's healthcare we have coming, from Atlanta, Savannah, all over, um, government, and, she, and Shamika can talk about more but government, social sciences. Um, obviously, here, cyber is a big presence. Um, also, um, College of Science and Math. So you're talking mm-hmm. about down in Savannah. So you're talking talking about um, SRNS and um, Savannah River Nuclear. So you're talking about all over the state and not mm-hmm. just the Augusta area. And that's really great as students decide that possibly they would like to live in a different city after graduating, knowing that there's career opportunities in other cities around the area. Yeah. So we kind of were each tasked with trying to um, review our uh, colleges and the needs of our students to research and be intentional about employers that we could invite to the fair. So I think we've all done that as the uh, staff in the office. And so my area, of course, as he said before, is more the social sciences. So it's kind of intentional of trying to reach out to some nonprofits, a little bit of uh, mixture there, inviting them in addition to um, some of the local like publications and news stations and things of that for my majors who are communications and um, just making sure everybody's represented. Mm-hmm. That is really our goal. So we know that some students want to stay local, but then having that, that wider exposure, we did try to bring in some other employers as well. That's great. And I know you mentioned that y'all are having events leading up to the career fair, which will help students get ready. So can you talk a little bit about those events? Absolutely. We both can. Um, And I'll start first. One event um, that we host every year before the job fair that caters to our students is the JCPenney Suit Up event. Mm -hmm. And that's always on a Saturday. This year, it's on Saturday, March 2nd from 11 to 2 in the Augusta Mall. Um, but they can also participate online. I believe the the discount is 30%, 30%. off of mm-hmm. uh, suits and different things, uh, different clothing, dress shirts, uh, shoes, et cetera. And it's, JCPenney um, does this. Um, it's a great partnership with our uh, office each year. Um, and that's that's one of the events. Um, then the other, uh, we, we host what's called Get Career Fair Ready events. Mm-hmm. And we host them on each campus. So on the health sciences campus, we'll host that one on Wednesday, March 6th, in the Student Wellness Center. And that's from 11 to 1. And that is where each of us um, are different areas. So Shamika will be there. Um, my teammates, uh, Chris Smith, uh, Dr. Kimberly Norville, and myself, will each be covering different. We'll have a couple tables, and we'll be mm-hmm. talking about 
dress for success, we'll be talking about how your elevator pitch is so important, the 30-second elevator pitch at these events. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll talk about doing research on the employers. Make sure you have enough resumes printed in your portfolio um, dress. And then the other Get Career um, Fair Ready event is the following week on Somerville campus, uh, Tuesday, March 12th in front of the JSAC and the JSAC patio, again, from 11 to 1 in same setup. So those are some of the events. Mm-hmm. In addition to those, we are having a workshop entitled uh, Employer Tells All Job Fair Edition. So I'm really excited about this one because it's one that I am uh, kind of taking the lead on, and we've invited uh, recruiting professionals from Textron to come in and kind of give insight to our students on how to further prepare for the career fair. Okay. Uh, maybe give some insight on things that they look for. Mm-hmm. So all of those inside kind of tidbits that employers can give us to hopefully give our students uh, a little bit of more leverage when it comes to meeting with the employers when, they, when they're when they at the career fair. So that one is on uh, March 12th. So the employer tells all uh, it's March 12th in, um, in University Hall, and it is from 2 to 3. And all of our events, I will add, are advertised on Handshake, and we mm-hmm. also use some other platforms around campus so that students can be more aware of what we have uh, readily available for them. Yeah, that's perfect, exactly. And, and you might be touching on this later, but when students, if students would just go to our website, so it's simply augusta.edu backslash career services. When they scroll down, one of the first things they're going to say is job fair 2024. Mm-hmm. And they click on that. And there's a, there's a, one for student registration and employment registration. But after they click on the Jaguar um, job fair 2024, when they, they're going to see really helpful um, tools. One is called career fair preparation. Mm-hmm. And it has all the different events and different resources that we have on our website. Um, also events that Shamika and I are talking about leading up. And it's literally something for everybody. Mm-hmm. For example, um, some are job fair attire. Then, then there's one for career services events, tips for business casual, um, how to work a career fair, which mm-hmm. is a great four-minute video, on 10 steps to successfully engage employers. So. It's so many helpful um, tips and videos for them. And I'm sure students can take advantage of all of those opportunities because it might not be something that students are used to. You know, right. Their first jobs might be somewhere in a restaurant or a little mm-hmm. mom and pop shop. And so having that first introduction to, you know, the real career business world, you know, can be a shock for students mm-hmm. if they're not used to it. So having so many things that they can do to prepare is really helpful, yes. which leads me to talk about some of the things that students need to have. I know you mentioned resumes. So can you talk about the importance of resumes and what students should do to kind of make sure that their resumes look and have all the things that they need? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, for sure. I kind of feel like we're living and breathing resumes right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so, um, but it's exciting. And um, I always tell students that your resume is your document that kind of speaks for you before you're able to speak for, for yourself with an employer, oftentimes. Uh, so your your document 
means a lot to you. It is personalized. However, there are some things formatting-wise that we do encourage that uh, students do to make sure they're easy to read. You know, Mm -hmm. employers oftentimes glance at a document for a few seconds, believe it or not. Um, And so the goal is for them to uh, read something that catches their eye and they want to come back and read further on in, de- in detail on your resume. So things like formatting is important. We talk about that. You probably want to stick to a page or so if you can. Um, and uh, we can help with all of that. Sometimes students are not sure what to include on a document because we limit it to one page. You really want to focus on the highlights and the skill set that is relevant to what you are applying for. Um, So we do try to focus on that. And each industry, the resume may look a little different. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, with cyber resumes, there are skill set and software and things that you want to include on your resume. Whereas if you're an education major uh, or communications major, your, your resume may look a little different. But again, we focus on all of that. We offer... Uh, appointments, one-on-one appointments. We also have walk-in hours. So let's say if you're, you know, needing help right away, we can do a 15 to 20 minute appointment uh, Mm -hmm. through a walk-in to maybe help you out and get you started. And then those one-on-one appointments can be set up and we can help you more in detail to format your resume to showcase your skill set. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, Like Shamika said, each college has uh, their their format they prefer mm-hmm. and they're very similar. Um, so one thing we'll do, like Shamika says, is um, if a student makes an appointment with us via handshake, we'll share with our respective colleges um, a, what's called a basic beginner resume for freshmen and sophomores, and then what's called a next level for juniors and seniors. Mm-hmm. Juniors and seniors have more experience, mm-hmm. maybe have done internships. Hope we hope by then, right? So they could have up to two pages on their mm-hmm. resume. Uh, but to her point, freshmen and sophomores, one page should suffice. Um, also, on our website, um, our career services homepage, there's a simple tab at the top for students. And when they click on that, there's a, there's all kind of tabs for them, but one in particular is called jo- um, job prep, mm-hmm. job preparation. When they click on that, we have about four tools that they can use. Um, a couple of them are definitely geared to the resume format. One's called hiration. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hiration, just think you're being hired. Hiration. And that's mm-hmm. a great way to, you can build your resume. And we have our templates on there as well from each college. We mm-hmm. have our resume templates on there. And so that's another place that we, um, other resources, like Shamika said, we offer that we will gear our um, students towards. And it's great to have a, a template or a starting foundation Absolutely. in case students haven't had to make a resume before. Mm-hmm. And I know um, y'all mentioned too about the elevator pitch and it's your 36, <laughs> 30 sec, 30 second <laughs> commercial kind of for yourself. And yeah. so can you talk about what students should have in the elevator pitch? What, what does the elevator pitch look like for students? Sure. So definitely, obviously introducing your, your first and, and last name first, but it's your chance to really in 30 seconds, get their attention. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, I, I could say, good morning, my name's Sean Varicella. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm currently a senior in our Department of Communications. I'll be graduating this May. 
I've always had a passion, and, and that's a big word of mm -hmm. my passion. Mm -hmm. I've always had a passion for communication, written and visual. Um, this is what this is um, when I'm graduating. Like I said, I'd love to have the opportunity to to learn more about your company. Mm -hmm. um, I'm interested in in everything right now to get my foot in the door. You know, whether that's internship, part time, mm -hmm. and then the, the firm handshake. Mm -hmm. um, you can do all that in 30 seconds. You don't want to you. you as Shamika said earlier, the average employer looks through your resume in less than 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And scientists have determined you have about 30 seconds to capture a new person's attention before mm -hmm. they wander off. So that's why the elevator pitch is 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And it's really so important, as you mentioned, to make sure that someone's paying attention to you. Yeah. And also, first impressions matter, and it's really important how you present yourself. Yeah, and I'll add to what Sharon said. Uh, you kind of want to make sure it stays on the professional level mm -hmm. when you're when you're introducing yourself. Oftentimes, you know, we start to ramble, may lose sight of what we're saying, but uh, start, you know, with the focus in mind, the purpose of why you're there, and you know, just letting them know who you are, the skill set that you have, and what you're looking for. So I think if you look at it that way, you should be able to get it in. And also smiling. We can't emphasize enough <laughs> the importance of letting your personality shine when you're introducing yourself to someone new. Right. That's, so that's important. Yeah, that's a great point. Not eye contact. The whole, mm -hmm. the name of elevator pitch basically comes from you're in an elevator mm -hmm. and you happen to be in an elevator in a building with the CEO. Mm -hmm. You've never met each other. And they turn around and go, and you're dressed up, so they notice you. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're professionally dressed. Like, who, who are you? You've got 30 seconds in that elevator mm -hmm. is the idea to, to make the impression to him or her. Mm -hmm. So how do you go about it? As Shamika said, professional, eye contact, smile. Mm -hmm. And talk about, I always tell students, if you don't have a passion for doing something, why would you put yourself through four years mm -hmm. of this or two, three years of graduate school? So talk about, I've always had a passion and you could even say since the age of this and for communications mm. um, and communicating with people. So talk about your passion. Yeah. Or if you've done some research on um, mm -hmm. a particular employer company. or a company, yeah, let them know. Uh, again, that interest is there and they like to hear what you know, you know, maybe you have some ideas for them. That'd be a good way to introduce those. Yeah, throw out a nugget or two about the company. I know you've been around, you were founded in this year. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you've been in the, the CSRA for this long and you have a great reputation. So that's a great point mm -hmm. uh, Shamika makes. And it's definitely great to do your research before events like Absolutely. this. Research. So do you recommend that students use Handshake or platforms like LinkedIn before they go to this event to kind of get themselves ready and create a nice professional online presence before networking at an event like this? Definitely, but definitely in the, in, in the beginning right now, the handshake for sure. Mm -hmm. But we also um, talk about LinkedIn and, and the importance of having a very professional a profile on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. we, we actually, we tell that to all our students now. Mm -hmm. That's really, LinkedIn has become such a force in this country the last 10 mm -hmm. years. So we definitely gear our students to that. But Handshake as well has not just for making appointments with us, um, but has job opportunities on there. It has different videos on there. It has employers listed on there. So you can learn more about a particular employer. Um, and also on our website, um, when they, once they click on the job fair, um, Jaguar Job Fair 2024, 
they can click on a list of employers that are actually attending. And that's that's great, as you mentioned, for students to do their research on the companies that they are interested in. And so that leads me to ask, how should students approach when they walk into the Jaguar job fair? Should they go around all the tables or should they just aim to go to a few that they might be interested in based on their research? So how should they work the room, basically? Yeah, that's a good question. When they come in, once they, once uh, we get them in, there's a sheet that we have, and it's a layout um, of all the companies, all the tables inside mm-hmm. the um, inside Chris and Barry, and they primarily want to go, not all around, they want to go to their area, and there's literally um, different sections where we have, we'll have, for example, there's a, there's a method to the madness, so we'll have um, maybe healthcare on, on this row, and we'll have business on this row, this and that. So it is, um, it's definitely um, scheduled and organized, and they want to go to their area first. And when they do the research, you'll see they're going to have probably 10 companies um, mm-hmm. from their area, so bring 10 resumes. You know, have 10 resumes in your portfolio. Make sure they're not stapled. Mm-hmm. They're paper clipped. And, and you just never front back. If you happen to have two pages, then it's two printed pages on the front side only. Um, but yeah, it, it's there's, there's a map we give them ahead of time. So they're not just wandering around. Okay, great. It's <laughs> a targeted approach. Yeah. But I will add to that. So as much as you've done your research and you kind of know the employers that you want to target, Don't be afraid to maybe visit another table or two Mm -hmm. just to see uh, about the opportunities that they have. And again, networking, you know, we don't discourage our freshman students from attending the job fair Mm -hmm. to, you know, know what to expect next year Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. in preparation for their career. Uh, You may come to the fair and you just want to see who's there. You know, that's fine. But. Uh, I do encourage them to be intentional as well. So, but also don't shy away from approaching an employer that you're not familiar with. You can find out information right there from them as well. That's true. And speaking of being intentional, I know we've touched on this a little bit, but can you also emphasize the importance of dressing professionally at an event like this? I know college students, they can get used to their sweatpants (laughs) and their t-shirts. So can you emphasize the importance of being professional and dressed for this event? Absolutely, we both can. Invariably, there's always um, some students that will, will show up uh, either in shorts uh, or in jeans, and this this is the rule. Um, you need to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. And as you said, first impression. So for gentlemen, um, dress slacks, mm-hmm. dress shirt, um, a, a white dress shirt um, with a jacket that matches slacks. If they have a tie, a tie that ma- matches the, the jacket and the pants, a belt that matches. They should have dress shoes on with laces. Um, and then, and Shimmy can talk about this too, but ladies should have a interview suit mm-hmm. um, and a blouse that's uh, white or dark, uh, a dark color, nothing bright, like a dark uh, green, dark yellow, um, heels two inches or less. You don't want to wear a lot of jewelry. The rule is five pieces, meaning for ladies, if you have earrings, they need to be studs, uh, no loops. Um, one watch. If you're wearing a bracelet, it needs to be tight. Nothing dangling that's taken away from your from your person. Mm-hmm. But Shamika, go ahead. You touch. Yeah. You can touch on it too. <laughs> well, no, you said it all. So I agree. Make sure you wear shoes that you're comfortable with walking in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a large space, and so uh, be mindful of that. Um, 
again, first impressions matter, like we said before, and uh, just come, you know, neutral colors. They're always good. Um, nothing overbearing, um, but come prepared. We'll have name tags that yes, could, they can put on themselves. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And okay. so the employers will know their names and majors. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a great point. Um, Shamika breaks uh, brings up. We'll have uh, one table. Literally, they can write on their name tag itself a piece of um, their first last name and their major. And it needs to always go on their, their right side, the okay. right side of the person, um, a person's body up, up on their, um, their suit, mm-hmm. on top of their suit, um, the right side where the lapel would be. Um, also, just exactly what Shamika said, neutral colors. Mm-hmm. So, gentlemen, no red tie. The tie matches your suit. Your suit, your suit should be a navy blue or a black suit. Mm-hmm. Ladies, clear fingernail polish, no bright pinks or reds or bright colors that are distracting. I would recommend, you know, this is optional for students today, but everything's optional. But if you have a a, a piercing, like a piercing on your eyebrow or your nose or a tongue ring, I would suggest maybe taking that out before mm-hmm. the job fair, um, leaving it in your car, and then when you get back to your car, you can put it back. But <laughs> Um, those things matter as well. Mm-hmm. And then also, Sean kind of mentioned this before, having a portfolio or something with you to keep up with your resumes. Employers may give you information on their company as well. A oh, lot true. of employers bring, yeah. you know, flyers or handouts. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be prepared with a portfolio. Um, you can never go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. A portfolio that has on once normally you open them up, there's two pockets mm-hmm. to just what she said. And one pocket, one side will be your resume, the other side, leave it open because they all, to her point, they all bring flyers. They all bring their business cards, which is mm-hmm. what you want. Mm-hmm. And that also leads, you mentioned business cards. And I've heard that you could have business cards as a student. So do you recommend students have business cards for themselves? It's definitely going above and beyond if you do that. That's great. I don't know if Vista still does it. Vista used to have great deals, V-I-S-T-A, for students where you could you could pay $10 and get 500 cards. And if you do that, you don't you don't want a lot on the card. Again, like Shamika said on your resume, you, you want it to be clear. But you could simply have your first and last name, comma, the degree you're seeking, i.e. BS in communications, and one phone number, one email address, and that's it. Okay. And that's, that's really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. I know students, they can be receiving all of these business cards and they want a way that's professional to kind of also offer and extend that mm-hmm. mode of contact. So what are some, I guess, common mistakes students might make at a job fair or when they're networking in a professional setting? You go first. We can both do that. Okay. Common uh, one common mistake that I've seen is just not taking it serious. Um, mm-hmm. It's not often that you have, you know, employers like this right here at your fingertips, and so not taking advantage of it, not taking it serious. That's you know, kind of something that um, I've seen happen. Um, the attire, like Sharon kind of mentioned before, that's another mistake I've seen because they may have not known about the career fair. I understand that. Uh, but you do want to come dressed as if you are really taking this serious. And so um, the attire I've seen has been the biggest mistake sometimes. 
If she nailed it, and this all comes down to what? It's an old saying, fell into prepare is preparing to fail. So you want to be prepared as possible. Mm -hmm. How do you get prepared? Shamika and I have been talking about all the career events, upcoming mm -hmm. events and services we offer. We've been gearing you to our website, um, augusta.edu backslash career services. You click on job fair, you're going to find all that career fair preparation, mm -hmm. videos, um, how to dress like she was talking about, um, how to engage, the elevator pitch, all that. So make an appointment with your advisor. Mm -hmm. You know, make an, make an appointment with us before because like she said, that's the number one thing is um, students are either not prepared or they don't take it seriously enough. Mm -hmm. And preparation is definitely key. It is. So for those, again, who have questions, uh, they could go to the website or come to the Office of Career Services. Correct. And, and our, our new office for them, our, our new um, lobby uh, for them to check in is in the University Hall on the second floor, room 251. Okay. And anything else you would like to share or we think we covered it all? I think so. <laughs> I mean, we're excited about it. Yeah, we just really appreciate your time and helping us get the word out. Well, awesome. Yeah. And thank you for coming on the show today. And I definitely appreciate your time. Thank and you. thank you for listening. Once again, Chiming In is a production of Bellringer Phoenix Media. It is produced at the TVC Lab on the Somerville campus of Augusta University. Jasmine Garcia is the producer and lab coordinator. Comments mentioned are those of the host and panelists, not Augusta University. Be sure to find us at www.aubellringer.com to hear from more guests. This is Rakai Lennon, hoping you'll chime in too. Be sure to join us again next time and have a great day. Mm -hmm.